Welcome back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike. I got my line mate Matt with me. And today we got Jason Rush Jr. with us. How are you doing, Jason? I'm doing well. Really appreciate you guys having me on today. Really, really appreciate it. How are you guys? We're good, man. We're good. We're really looking forward to uh, to this interview, having you on here. I'm a, I'm a fan, uh, but I'd like to I'd like you to let all of the, our listeners know exactly who you are and, and what you're aspiring to be. Yeah, thank you guys. Really appreciate that. So again, I'm Jason, and uh, I am new to the city of Chicago, but I've been listening to WGN radio and watching Hawks games for. A number of years i've always admired the broadcasting in this city i grew up in michigan and it was there where my love for broadcasting developed and um over the past couple of months it's led to an opportunity to fill in for a couple of blackhawks games that i did week before last against colorado on radio and then against las vegas on tv and those were two of the most unforgettable nights of my life i loved Every minute of it, it was an honor to fill in for John Wideman on radio and an honor to fill in for Pat Foley on TV, two broadcasters who have become institutions here in Chicago, as you guys know, and two very kind human beings and just two excellent broadcasters, people who are really, really good at their craft. And um, it's been an honor to be ha have an opportunity to fill in for those guys. And thank you to everyone at the Blackhawks for that. I mean, uh, I can't thank enough people. It truly has felt like a family over at the United Center that I've become a part of. And uh, again, I've loved every minute of it. So that's kind of my new role here in Chicago. I also do play-by-play -play for Big Ten Network and ESPN and Fox on TV doing different sports, uh, college hockey being one of those for Big Ten Network, and um, now stepping into the NHL for the first time with the Blackhawks. So um, it's it's been a whirlwind moving here from Michigan over the past couple of months, but I again have loved every minute of it and would not want it any other way. You know, listening to you, it's it's almost some some um, some guys talk really really fast, and then listening to you, it's almost as if you bring the game speed down down a bit and make it a little bit more coherent for a lot of people. How exactly do you? Is that something that you intentionally try to do, or is it? more of like a you know you bringing the game down to your speed because hockey is such a fast sport yeah it's really interesting you bring that up that's something that i've tried to work on in recent years because as you mentioned it is such an inherently fast sport so especially i think on radio and on tv that can get to a point where if you're talking too fast people might not be able to digest what you're saying so it is in my mind while i'm calling the game that I think my philosophy there is add energy, not necessarily speed to my speaking tone. I, I want to add energy to it more so than talking faster. Um, I think that's a good way to think of it because you can build up a play with energy and rise that up as the play develops without necessarily speeding up the way that you're speaking. Um, so that's, yeah, I think out of all the sports you could call, that might be most important with hockey because it can get to a point where it's not digestible if you are talking too fast. So I really love that you brought that up there because that's a key part of hockey play-by-play -play and something I've tried to hone in on. So yeah, that was definitely a part of my mindset when I was doing the Blackhawks games week before last was to add energy, um, not necessarily speed because the game is already fast. So our energy should co-align with that fast-paced game. 
How did you, when was it where you were like, you know what, this is the path that I want to go down. This is what I, I want to do. You know, wh- when did you, you first probably get onto the path that you're on, that you're on now? You, I have to go back. I'd probably say I've always throughout my life loved listening to games, watching games on TV. And it was around, I'd say the middle school age, 12, 13, 14, that I started to realize you could I'd watch highlights all day of games. And I started to realize there was someone, there was a voice, there was someone behind that voice that was calling those highlights, that was telling the story of the game, that was narrating the pictures that I was watching. And I realized I could, I could do that. And so I would buy books on broadcasting. I'm looking at my bookshelf now and it's filled with several books related to sports casting. And I would just consume those all day, all day. And watch games and I'd start listening to games on the radio on a more detailed level. I would go to high school games with a recorder and I would do play-by-play, usually radio style and just get reps, high school hockey, basketball, whatever it may be in Michigan. That led to my first job with a cable network and then that led to doing college sports for the university that I went to and then ultimately when I was there I would find whatever opportunities I could. And that included writing for Sports Illustrated, doing video work for Sports Illustrated. I would do, I would call the college sports where I was going to university at Lawrence Tech University. And um, I would do a litany of different sports, hockey, basketball, volleyball, soccer, whatever I could get my hands on and just work on my craft all day long. Um, Let's see, I worked in minor league baseball in the United Shore Professional Baseball League doing play-by-play there. I did a show with a friend of mine who also works for the Blackhawks by the name of, by the name of Jenna Rose. And uh, she's our in-arena host, does some ringside for NBC Sports Chicago as well and the Blackhawks, doing an awesome job. And she and I did a show called the Motor City Roundup. And we would film that show. We would edit that show. We'd write it. We'd post our own <laughs> social media. Uh, we created our own social media channels for it. And we'd put out episodes each week and put out content going to Red Wings games, Pistons games. Tigers games, whatever we could get our hands on, college sports, we were there and we were filming. And then I would do practice play-by-play up in the gondola of Little Caesars Arena when the Red Wings would play. I also worked for a site called DetroitSportsMedia.com, and I would do reports for them prior to Red Wings games. After that finished up, I'd go up top in the gondola and I'd call practically every Red Wings game, and no one would hear it except for my good friend who I just mentioned there, Jenna. And... uh, Uh, That was the only person who was listening, but I would get reps doing that and practice over and over again, uh, along with college hockey and high school hockey. And that ultimately led to some opportunities. I did ESPN3 and ESPN um, Plus work for Oakland University in Michigan, worked for them as well. And it was after my last summer in minor league baseball that I received an opportunity with ESPN to do some football for them. And then I received an opportunity from Big Ten Network. Then. The Blackhawks moved here, uh, did some work with Fox as well, and now it's it's really turning into something where I'm looking back on the journey, and it's it's been amazing. It's there's a lot of work that have, that's gone into it of kind of looking back at work and honing in on little details, studying endless hours of people like John Wideman and Pat Foley, and just diving into their work. So um, yeah, a lot of time and work going back to that uh, 12, 13, 14 year old and before that who was just listening to games and kind of consuming them and thinking maybe I could do that one day. And uh, now it's starting to pan out with people who I really, really love working with here in Chicago, the Blackhawks and Big Ten Network. Everyone's been so, so kind. Again, I can't 
think enough people's but it's truly truly been a whirlwind over the past couple of months and uh, every now and then i'll try to sit back and kind of look back and take a take a little pause and realize how much time has gone into it so uh yeah it's been fantastic and uh, gosh doing the game in las vegas was the coolest night of my life that was incredible and i'll never forget that night uh, you so, nailed it you yeah, nailed thank it thank you thank you i appreciate that it's um it's really cool to look back on that game thank you guys i appreciate that I'll be honest with you when I when I when I turn the game on and you know because me and my wife we uh, she usually works and you know I watch the games and uh, I was folding some laundry and then I, I was listening to it and I'm like who is that <laughs> you know and it's Sam Elliott <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny because I was like you know he has such a you have such a, a very distinctive voice. And, and I think that's really important. When I hear a Blackhawks game, I know exactly who Pat Foley is. Mm -hmm. I know exactly who Edo, who Edzo is, you know. And um, it's, it's. I was just like, man. And then they didn't, they didn't show anything for a while. And I looked it up, and I found out that it was you. And I was like, oh wow, that's, you know, that's interesting. And because usually they have, you know, Colby Cohen on there, or. Um, but anyways, anyways, I kind of kind of digress. It's really incredible how much work it goes into to broadcasting because when you hear when you hear like really good broadcasters, you know, it's like they're they're just on it and they're not on it, you know, here and, and there. They're on it all the time. Like there's like a uh, how do you I don't want to call it a skill set. It's it's more like kind of becomes like second nature in a way to watching a game and then putting it, uh, you know, putting in, like you mentioned, to to people that makes it digestible. Is there maybe like a skill that, say, there's an up and coming broadcaster, something that you would say that they need to work on first so that they can kind of start their skill set to broadcasting? Hmm. I would say, let's see, with hockey, there are kind of multiple things to unpack there. But if we're going to go to what to maybe work on first it would be with hockey number one priority for me is this sounds pretty basic but knowing the names and numbers if you hear number 44 right away i need to know that's calvin dehan if you hear 22 i need to know that's carpenter 23 kurashev uh, i need to know that right off the bat 77 doc like that's for me knowing both teams like the back of your hand is incredibly important because you we talked about how fast the game of hockey is you just cannot look down in this sport because it's, it's it moves so fast. You might have a moment every now and then where you can have a little glance. And I have my charts in front of me. I like to have biographical notes and the latest statistical notes on each and every player along with team notes. But really being at a point going into a broadcast where you understand your preparation and you have a command of your preparation that for me is i think the most important thing so number one first and foremost for broadcasters to get down uh, for younger broadcasters would be the preparation because that's i think where it kind of starts and stops um, it can get to a point where i've learned this season not to almost overdo it um, because that can also get into your mind so knowing what you need to know going into a game is incredibly important and that starts at the basic level with names and numbers and then understanding the storylines speaking with your analysts um, you mentioned colby there i worked with colby on the game he is great uh, really fantastic analyst i talked to him earlier today actually um, and kind of having a relationship with your analyst that's important 
knowing the storylines I think is obviously key as well you speak to coaches ahead of time but that's where it starts and then if you want to get into a deeper level on hockey play-by-play because I keep going back to how fast the game is I think that's for me the most fun challenge of it because it's almost with hockey this element of anticipating what's going to happen before it happens next and that's something I've really worked on seeing the game in that fashion and that's how you can really sit on a moment and then be right on it when it happens so i think that's a lot of fun for me with hockey i think that's why hockey is my favorite sport to call because of the the adrenaline of it the energy of it that challenge and trying to meet that challenge Um, i think similar to a team sport with tv play-by-play you're part of a group and you're a very small part of that you have your producer you have your director you have your graphics people and they're all making the show happen your stage manager all these people are very very important to what we're doing and you practice leading up to the game with your prep and it's almost like if you're an athlete you know afterwards after the game happens you hope that all your work all your practice hope you hope it pays off and uh, it's really fun when you can give yourself a good grade after a game go on ahead Matt. yeah jason did you have a favorite broadcaster as a kid or even now i i know pat foley's been up me and Mike's pretty much only voice with the Hawks, but I also enjoyed Gary Thorne. Did you have anybody kind of like that growing up? Ooh, I really love Gary Thorne. He's one of my favorites to look back on. And I mentioned studying different broadcasters. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of my favorites. Just his energy and his goal calls in those big moments, calling cup finals as he did for a number of years. And then yeah. I really love listening to John Weideman as well on radio, Pat Foley. There's so many. John Forsland is one of my favorites to listen to in Detroit. We have a couple of really good play-by-play broadcasters and Ken Cal and Ken Daniels. Uh, both of those guys have become mentors for me. So learning from their styles is something I picked from. And now I think I'm stepping into a place where I'm creating my own style. And it's kind of a, a compilation of listening to all these people. And then you pick what suits you. And I think one of my favorite things about this business is I love this conversation here because you can turn on a game and start learning and um, you can turn on different broadcasters and pick up different things that you like and I'm constantly watching games with a notepad writing down new things that I want to maybe implement or oh I liked that word he used here I loved this word here and liked this goal call so yeah it's a lot of different broadcasters um, that I could pick and choose from Jim Houston who recently retired as someone who um, in Detroit we get hockey night in Canada because it we're so close to the border um, of Ontario and our listen to Hockey Night in Canada. So Jim Houston and uh, Chris Cuthbert, who's calling the cup final now in, on, um, on in Hockey Night in Canada. He does a great job every Saturday night. So I, uh, I've listened to him. I've, I've had the pleasure of meeting those people and learning a lot from them. Um, I love Mark Mosier's energy with the Colorado Avalanche. Oh, yeah, um, he's a good yeah, one. He's yeah. really fun to listen to. Um, he's fantastic. So many guys who I could go back in time and point out as well. Um, I really love going back and listening to games of, uh, this is going back a bit, but Danny Gallivan, who was a Hockey Night in Canada broadcaster way back in the day, calling Montreal Canadiens games, and um, just a lot of different broadcasters around the NHL. I like to, I like to turn on now ESPN Plus and soak in different games and different broadcasts or hop on the NHL app and you can listen to any radio broadcast you want to now. So um, that's a lot of fun for me, looking at different broadcasters and kind of dissecting what I like and writing down notes and 
there you gosh there's so many good broadcasters everyone's excellent at their craft in the nhl level and it's really really fun to study and become a student of broadcasting i think that's what i consider myself to be as a student of the craft so um yeah and we have some excellent ones here in chicago obviously with our different sports uh, adam Lamine on the bulls and jason bonetti len casper uh, Boog Shambi, gosh, yeah. I, that's that's been one of my favorite parts about moving here to Chicago. My DVR is at 99% full because I just keep recording <laughs> these different games and listening back to them. I'm like, I need to study this and then this. And um, the Bulls are playing tonight, but the Hawks are playing. I got to record both. So, yeah, it's um, definitely a process of listening to a lot of broadcasters and uh, discovering the ones I really love listening to. And all of them are fantastic. So, yeah, Did that's one of my favorite hear- parts. Did you hear, sorry to cut you off, did you oh, hear <laughs> the goal call by the Avalanche uh, play-by-play, sorry, I might, I'm blanking on his name, but with Taves, that epic goal he scored, I believe it was in 2009, I'm oh. not sure, where he skated through three guys, and after after the goal, he said, this is the kind of talent that can bring back a franchise. I thought that was a great goal call. I think I have heard that. That's yeah. that's a fantastic call, and it kind of provides. I love it because it provides context to the moment as well. Yes. With bringing in that little note of the future of the friend, like that's. I love that. That's fantastic. So, Jason, where are you, like, kind of at now? Where do you see yourself within, like, the next, you know, couple of years? Hmm. I would love to continue working in the NHL. Um, the people in this league are so fantastic just excellent human beings all around i've had a pleasure i I mentioned in college started getting my foot in the door pretty early with going to games and this was wasn't for any pay or anything i would just go and report on games and get my reps in and then go up in the gondola meet whoever i could meet and call the game for practice and met a lot of people by way of doing that and really helped me to fall in love with the nhl and I have loved every minute of working in this league. I haven't been in it for many years, but I've loved every second of it. And so I really do love the game of hockey. It's again, so fun to call. The people are amazing. The organizations are so fantastic. Um, I love different sports too. I love doing basketball. I love doing football with the different networks I'm working with and getting some experience on other sports as well. Lacrosse, I'll be doing for the Big Ten Network, softball, baseball. I worked in minor league baseball. So I try to be as versatile as I can. I think that's another point for younger broadcasters is to try to be as versatile as possible because you never know what opportunity might lead to the next one. You never know what sport might lead to the next sport. Um, So I think the flexibility of being able to do different sports is something to go back onto that note of younger broadcasters in the business. It's always great to be able to do maybe uh, a lacrosse or soccer volleyball because you never know what sport might lead to the next and being able to do those olympic sports can then lead to other sports and just having versatility in general is so important in the business i think as a play-by-play broadcaster and doing those sports are really fun for me i love calling volleyball and lacrosse and soccer football basketball um, softball baseball whatever it may be so i think it's a fun challenge to be able to step outside of maybe if you do enjoy doing hockey the most or basketball the most whatever it may be then to step outside and do a different sport i think that's a very key part of play-by-play in general and it's it really is a fun challenge for me i think it's another one of those fun challenges 
in the business. So um, again, I would recommend for any younger broadcaster to be able to do any sport that you can and try to develop uh, a resume that includes multiple sports, maybe multiple leagues, whatever it may be. It just really helps to round out your experience. So yeah, definitely something that uh, has been enjoyable for me to do that. But I, again, love, love, love hockey. I think it's at the end of the day, my favorite to call. You know, it's funny. They usually say, you know, for your resume, you know, try to keep it one page, which I think is absolutely impossible. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but for you, it, it seems like, you know, it's going to need to be a more of like a like a pamphlet of uh, <laughs> of, uh, of what you've done and, and actually what you can do. It's really interesting. You know, it, it seems that, you know, I know Pat Foley, for instance, he was a big um, he was a big fan of the Blackhawks. And so he kind of like just stepped into hockey and like hockey is his thing. It, it seems like you love the art of broadcasting and that that is like your, 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 your gig is broadcasting. It doesn't matter what it is that you could do it for, you know, anything under the sun. Maybe we should have you over for like a beer punk tournament and have you broadcast that or something. <laughs> yes. Oh, man, that could be a new one to add to the resume. You've done everything else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So... Uh, just to kind of uh, wrap things up, how long have you been in Chicago and what do you love most about the city? Yeah, I, well, I've been in Chicago again for just a couple of months now and it's been uh, fantastic. Again, I, I, I've loved adjusting to the city life. I think before we jumped on here, we were talking about um, the, the little details. When can you find free parking and where can you find free parking? <laughs> Um, I, that's the, some of the enjoyable and not so enjoyable parts of it, but it all comes together and creates uh, the wonderful city vibe. And I, I love it here in Chicago. Again, everyone has been like family. I, again, I grew up in Detroit watching the Red Wings, but the Blackhawks have really become my team. And I, I love watching the group. I, I, I love the people over there. And it has really been fantastic working for my new employers here in Chicago and really have created a fun family atmosphere. And um, I think that's really made me happy over these last couple of months and just happy as a person, happy as a broadcaster. And um, those are two things that when they come together, it really creates a wonderful day, a wonderful life. And um, I would love to be here for a while. I mean, I love this city. It's fantastic. So um, it's, it's been really nice getting to know people, getting to know people like yourselves, getting, getting to know the fans, the people who cover the team again, like you guys. And um, it, it, this fan base is incredible. It's it's amazing when I was when I did the game in Las Vegas, my flight was packed with Hawks fans coming back. Uh, <laughs> I think there are there are very few fan bases, not just in the NHL, but among the four major sports where you could say something like that about a pro team. And you can say that about the Blackhawks. And that's something I find incredible every single day I'm here. And I I love this fan base. It um, it really is really is fun to be a part of. I feel like I'm a fan of this team and I've joined the fan base and I, I love it. So I think that's really helped out with my experience here in Chicago, stepping into a place that I, I genuinely love and want to be. Well, Jason, I want to tell you, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on our podcast. Well, we'd love to have you on again sometime, whether we're talking about the Blackhawks or, you know, just talking sports in general. I will tell you this, since you're new to Chicago, if you're looking for a place to go have pizza, go check out Pequod's. It's, uh, it will, it'll, it'll knock your doors off. Trust me. Wow. It's funny you bring that up because that has been recommended to me. You're the 
third person to recommend that now <laughs> because I have been asking people for their top five pizza lists. So maybe I'll end this by asking you guys a question here. Um, maybe top three pizza places from both of you, and I'll have my notebook and pen out here while you while you say that. I would definitely say you've got to you've got to do Pequod's or or okay. Gino's East. Ooh. I would say a minimum. If there's two places that you're that you're going to try, you got to do uh, either or. But I would recommend. Man, it's kind of hard for it's me hard. to say because it's I've been hard. a Gino's East guy for a really long time. But you know, Pequod's just does it. Just they just do an excellent job. But uh, but check either of those two out if you can. Awesome. That those are both on my list. Pequod's, Gino you East. Can't, you can't go wrong with Giordano's deep dish either. Okay, I, I've had Giordano's once. Yeah. Very good. I've also yeah. had Lou Malnati's. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, I'm not, much of a, I'm not really much of a of a Giordano's guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're okay. It's more. It's actually not really deep dish. It's more stuffed crust, which is a little different. Ah. But but Pequod's and uh, and Gino's is is deep dish. Aurelio's okay. in Homewood. <laughs> that's the original. That's very good. If you want to take a drive south a little bit, but yeah. it's it's worth it. It's good. Huh. What name that for me one more time? Aurelio's. Aurelio's. Yes. Okay. In Homewood, Illinois. Homewood, Illinois. Okay, yep. that sounds fantastic. And the difference between stuffed and deep dish. If I could get a quick lecture on that. <laughs> you know, it's it seems like the crust is a little. I don't want to say the crust, but it's like. Uh, I don't know, man. Well, it's picky. It's not that I'm picky. It's that it's, I mean, there is a difference between the two. I, I will tell you that I like the deep, like if you put them next to each other and you're like, this is deep dish, this is stuffed crust, I'd be like, I like the deep dish better. But they're very similar because, I mean, they both have the, you know, the the sauce on top of the cheese. Mm, that sounds, that's, I love it. Okay, so now I, <laughs> I've learned some things during this podcast. It's been a pleasure chatting with you guys. I have new notes written down i love to get a couple of notes down every day that's my goal each day learn something new and if we don't learn anything else at the end of this day i'm totally good with that that was fantastic well and jeremy ronick is a um he's a part of the aurelio's family i always see him on commercials mm. talking about all the sauce and stuff he's funny awesome awesome <laughs> well all right jason thank you for coming on we look for having you on again you take it easy and we're looking forward to listening to you on your next t- telecast This is the Tomahawk, and we're out of here.